my last tip is take care of your thoughts. I mean, I really do, really do. Because most of the times when we're alone, when we're not reading anything, when we're not listening to something, when we're not, watch, not watching something, our mind starts to do different thoughts. Welcome to a new episode of Most Memorable Journeys. Today's guest is Tatiana Shukuroglu Chrysostomu. That's a lot of names. And she is a wonderful lady who lives in the capital of Cyprus, uh, Nicosia. We got to know each other by pure coincidence because she was a speaker in the Global Woman Club. And then we found out that we're actually living on the same little island. And then we started talking. And now, even though I still haven't met her in person, I feel like I know her so well. And uh, she does a lot of interesting stuff. She is very versatile. She has done all sorts of different things in her life. The latest is being a certified RTT practitioner and a certified hypnotherapist. Many people probably won't know what an RTT practitioner is, and that's why we're here to explain what you do. Tatiana, welcome to Most Memorable Journeys. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So let's just dive right in. And this name, Shukuroglu, because I have been in Cyprus for quite a long time and I know the common Cypriot names. That is not a common Cypriot name. No, it's not. And it's actually uh, a Turkish name, but my family is Greek. So the uh, last part of the name, Ogulu, means the son, the son of. So it's the son of Shukur. And Shukur means being grateful. Okay. Interesting. Yes. So, yeah, it's like Shukur, it's thank you. So it's the son of thankfulness or being thankful, the son of. So, uh, but uh, my family is, it's been always Greek. There were Greeks living in uh, Asia Minor was called then, now it's Turkey, in Adana. And um, 1921, when there was, there was an exchange of uh, Greeks having to leave leave uh, that part that they were refugees actually my grandfather the father of my father together with his uh, the whole family his parents and his brothers and uh, one sister they they took a boat from Adana and they had to leave their home and come refuge refugees in Cyprus in Larnaca they landed they uh, they ended up in Larnaca 1921 and um, you know, fortunately, they 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 had some uh, some uh, fortune with them, and they uh, immediately started. They began uh, a family business with the food food products, and this uh, business actually remained for many many years. Yeah, but this is what the family name is, uh, where it comes from. Lovely. Now you are not a hundred percent Cypriot, and I want to know when was the first time that you were on a plane? Do you remember that? I ask that everybody because my podcast is called Most Memorable Journeys. Yeah, when was the first time I rode a plane? Well, I remember vividly, but I think it must be it must have been before the first time. But when I was nine years old, it was uh, 1974, so you know my age now. 1974, I was nine years old. And it was uh, during the Turkish invasion. My mother, my twin sister, and my brother—I have two older brothers—but one of the one of the two brothers was uh, younger than seventeen back then. We had to go to Denmark because my mother is Danish. Well, uh, to to get away from the war, 
my father had to stay and my older brother had to stay in Cyprus because he was almost 18 and they, they were not allowed to leave the country. So I remember that, that trip very vividly, but I, I know that I've been in Denmark many times before I was nine years old because my mom wanted to go there as often as possible. But that was the one trip that you remember. That must have been very hard to leave a country and to know that there is trouble and to have to leave your brother and your father behind. Yes, it was. It was uh, It was much harder than uh, for my mom and also for my brother who was old enough to know. And, and actually years later, I found out that he was uh, feeling very um, guilty. Myself and my sister, I, I don't think we felt it so much. The trip was quite adventurous, but when we reached there and we stayed at my grandparents' uh, house and then uh, the different uncles and uh, cousins, we we were having fun. <laughs> it was just a trip. Yeah, I, I guess you were too young to realize yes. the seriousness yes. of the situation. So do you remember when you were growing up, because your your mom was a foreigner and I'm a foreigner, I am married to a Cypriot and in today's world, it's absolutely no problem anymore because there are many. But I think in those years when your mom was, uh, was, was uh, young, when you were young, there weren't so many foreign women married to oh, Cypriot. No, 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 very, very few foreign uh, women. And most of them were um, the so-called, they were artists, in, uh, in nightclubs, actually. <laughs> yeah. But she was only 20 years old and she came in 1955. With, I mean, Cyprus, the Cyprus back then, compared to Denmark back then, it was a huge difference, huge difference. Yeah. So, but, but and, and she, she came when she was 20 years old with my father after they got married first in Denmark and then they got married here in Cyprus as well. That is amazing. I have friends who had mothers who came around about this time. And like one of my friends here uh, from Switzerland, I think they actually, they didn't even travel here by plane. They came by, by, by boat via uh, from Switzerland via Athens. Times were so different. I mean, in oh. such, such a short time, you know, I look at my life sometimes. I'm not, I'm, I mean, okay, I'm, I'm quite old, but I'm not that old. But the amount of development, technical development that we have gone, gone through is, is outstanding. Yeah, true, true. Yes. I mean, my mom, if she wanted to communicate with her parents, she had to call uh, an operator and they would give them the number and then they would tell her, okay, stay home for the next, I don't know how many hours until we connect you. So she... She couldn't go anywhere. She had to be close to the telephone all day to, to manage to get that call in, in Denmark. Absolutely amazing. And now you just send a WhatsApp message and you add a photo, you add a picture on top of everything. Yeah. So Tatiana, you grew up in Cyprus and then you went to study. You did a business administration degree. Somehow did not like that too much because then you you, you changed to um, interior design. Yeah. How, did, how did that happen? What happened? Well, the reason why I studied business administration was because I didn't know what else to study back then. I, I didn't I didn't feel I was uh, had any inclinations or any real big uh, you know uh, wish or like my like my twin sister. She always wanted to be a kindergarten teacher. She studied that and she's still a very successful kindergarten teacher. Me, I didn't have that vivid um, want or, you know, so I, I said, okay, business administration, because I, there, there was always this, uh, the family business still exists. So I said, okay, let's study business administration and I can come back and work 
at the family business, which I did. And um, but I was it was not really appealing to me. I don't know how I came to realize that I was uh, talented into the design. I think I. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe just visiting different uh, uh, exhibitions and uh, you know, going abroad. I realized how much I was uh, I loved the design, so I started studying interior design in Cyprus after I had my second son, and that's what that, that's when I finished the, the interior design diploma. Yeah. And apart from traveling to Denmark, do you like to travel? Did you travel with your family? Yeah. Well, well not the past few years. <laughs> No, no, no. I mean, when you were younger, I mean, because there is another thing that I want to say. Oh, okay. Your dad was the consul of Switzerland. Mm. Did you travel to Switzerland for that sometimes or were you not included? Well, no, we didn't travel because of that. We traveled for skiing holidays. We like to go for skiing holidays. And we usually went to Switzerland, of course, because of his uh, connection. Well, my two brothers studied also in Switzerland. We, uh, we visited them only once. We have a, a, a big difference, not on a big difference, like six and eight years different from my brother. So we weren't like, we're not really, really connected back then. I mean, we uh, had the big difference of age. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we traveled with our parents in Switzerland and uh, in Europe mostly, yes. Yeah. Have you been overseas ever? Overseas? Yes, like out of Europe. Out of Europe. Yes, I have. I have been not with my parents. I've I went to Thailand, I went to uh, Mauritius, uh, United States, where I studied. Yeah, I think this is... What would be, what would you, would be if you could just leave tomorrow, where would you go? If you, if you could go anywhere you want, where no money is no object, what would be your favorite trip to go on? I always wanted to visit Australia because we have some relatives there. Now my niece is there with her husband, Australia, yeah, that's a place I would like, and New Zealand. Well, India is a place that my husband says that we should visit, but um, it's not like on the top of my list. Yeah, I think it's Australia, New Zealand and India. You could always stop over in India on the way to Australia because it's it's too long a flight to go in one stretch, so you can consider that. Now, um, you had another desire after you did your interior design, after you had your kids and... I think this happens to many of us when our children grow up. We feel that there is still a lot of life in us. There is still a lot of uh, juice in us and we want to do something. And you started training to become a certified RTT practitioner. Mm -hmm. What is an RTT practitioner? What does an RTT practitioner do and what do you do with it? First of all, um tell you that I, I first became a certified NLP practitioner before before even uh, getting to know about RTP. So first I became an NLP practitioner and I did that firstly to help help myself because I wanted to start changing the, um, the way I, I was thinking about myself. Yeah, I felt I was not very satisfied with myself. Uh, um, so I... I started uh, following different uh, self-development courses and that's how I got to know about NLP, the Neuro Linguistic Programming. It's it's all about what you're thinking that relates to what you're feeling and then what you're feeling creates your your actions and then your actions create your results. So I I started with that and I I 
thought I could be an NLP practitioner and, and help other people. I always had this empathy towards women, uh, for, for women, for women especially, about their appearance. You know, if they gain a lot of weight and they can't, and they can't uh, get rid of it. Um, I always had, had this empathy for women and I wanted to help them through NLP. But uh, then I found out about RTT, which is the Rapid Transformational Therapy, which is actually a hybrid of between NLP, C, C, uh, cognitive behavioral, CBT, Cognitive Behavioral, behavioral Therapy, and, uh, and psychotherapy, like talking therapy. What this method does, using all these modalities, but first of all, you, you, you do um, hypnosis, which hypnosis is nothing to be scared about because, every, I mean, a lot of people, when they, hear, when they hear the word hypnosis, they think that they're going to be out of control and that you're going to do whatever you want with them, but it, this is not the case. What The case is that your client just becomes really relaxed so you can get in touch with the subconscious mind because the subconscious mind, which is the one that we are using right now and that does all the thinking and all the overthinking, that, that does all the criticizing, that oh, all this, all this, 70,000 thoughts that we do during the day. But we want to quiet down the, the, uh, the conscious mind to get in touch with the subconscious mind because this is where all the, um, the uh, emotions, the beliefs, the memories, things that, things that were stored there since the day one you were born or maybe even when you were in, uh, in the womb of your mom, you hear things or you experience some uh, incidents that might create a negative belief. And that negative belief, there's like an imprint in your subconscious mind and it's holding you from being able to uh, reach whatever goal you're trying to reach. So let's say if, uh, uh, let's not talk about, I don't know if you want to talk about what I'm niching down. I mean, what niche is with the- Yeah, I will want eventually because, yeah. but um, let's go first into, because you're you're explaining it very, very nicely. And um mm-hmm. I found out when I was 29 years old that I actually have a conscious and a subconscious mind. And I am sure that there are many people today who don't know that, you see. Oh, and yeah. I think it's important for people to understand what's in there and how it got in there. Exactly. So, I mean, also because um, usually ask people to, to get an understanding of something, you need to have a picture in your mind. I mean, I mean if, I, if I tell you, okay, Think of your uh, of your living room right now. Imagine you're going to have a picture of your living room, right? I mean, if you if you have to think of something, you immediately have you can create a picture in your mind. So if you had to create a picture of your mind, what would that be? What what, what would that be for you? If I say to okay, think of your mind, what picture does come in your mind? Come up in my mind. Well, as we are speaking together, it would be you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because uh, usually people bring the, the picture of the brain, you know, that... Um, oh, I see, I yeah. see, I see now, you, yes, okay, yeah. because but, of the word mind. Yes, yes, of yes. the word mind. Yes. So actually, the mind is three things, the conscious mind, conscious mind, and our body, which the body is the actions that uh, come from, from the subconscious mind. So the conscious mind which uh, is the filtering part of the mind that hears, smells, uh, the touching. It's the, all the five senses. And everything is filtered from the conscious mind and goes straight to the subconscious mind. 
the subconscious mind receives everything from the conscious mind, everything, whether it's bad or good, whether it's a lie or whether it's whatever, it receives everything. And then the subconscious mind, after it creates a picture, it creates then a feeling. And then the feeling, of course, creates the actions through our body. So this is what a mind, the mind of a person is. It's the conscious, the subconscious, and the body. This is, this is what, uh, how the mind works. So through our teaching, what we do is go to the subconscious mind and search for different scenes according to what uh, we're trying to find. I mean, what, the, what the, the issue of the client is. So we visit the subconscious mind and we find different scenes, whatever incidents happened in the past, to the client, and then we and we find out and we we realize what uh, what meaning the client gave to a certain incident. It might be something small, you know, might be a kid of five years old uh, standing to say something in the classroom, and then all the children laughed at uh, laughed at her. I mean, really, then she was so embarrassed. So that incident gave this uh, belief in her uh, her subconscious mind. I will never stand and speak in public again. This is a no-no for me. So this person grows up and has to stand in front of uh, their uh, uh, colleagues and gets like panicked because it's still there, that imprint. So if this is like a very big issue and they have to get rid of it, during hypnosis, we find the scene, we find the meaning that was given to it and we delete it. We change it. We change the meaning completely. So this is like a session that might take uh, one and a half hours. But um, at the end of the session, what we do is give an, a very nice transformation. So whatever happens, we delete it or we we, uh, we change the meaning. And then we give the totally new positive meaning in a bespoke recording. Client will, will have to listen to it for at least 21, seven days because it's been uh, proven that for your mind to change, to make new habits or to change the uh, constant thoughts, you need to have a repetition of at least 21 days. So that's why I really love this method because you can help people with uh, so many issues, so many issues. Yeah, and um, since we are in the subconscious mind and um, it's also very important to understand that number one, the subconscious mind never sleeps. It hears everything. And the other thing that is also important is that the subconscious mind does not process negative. And when I tell you, don't think of a blue elephant, what do you think of? Blue elephant. <laughs> so, um, I think something that has so much power. And I think people totally underestimate this thing. You know, they have this. As you said before, you know, the word hypnosis scares people. They imagine this situation on a stage in Las Vegas where, where some magician makes people fools of out of people. And that is not what hypnotherapy is. Oh. Hypnotherapy is a, is a wonderful, wonderful tool to yeah. help people get rid of something that they really don't need. And that stops them from living a full life. Now, you, Tatiana, have, you have specialized in the... Um, area of health and wellness, fitness, and body weight? Yes. Well, this is the part that I'm, I have decided to niche down. So I, can, I, I do also, I have other clients for different I mean, for panic attacks or for depression. I mean, for, I, mean I have uh, young adults like in the 20s who are, uh, they're lost because they don't know what to do next. 
I um, I am niching down to this uh, this uh, part that you said for women who are trying to get rid of uh, the extra weight that they've gained through the years for different reasons, and they can't they can't stick to a, a normal healthy diet. So I'm helping helping them first of all through RTP to find what it is that is keeping pushing them to eat more than what their body actually needs because. I mean, we were born, and as babies, we know how much when to eat, when to stop eating. Um, no, no baby overeats. I think after after some time, maybe they they might. Only when the, when they start walking behind him or her with the plate and feed them and feed them. But as long as it's it's absolutely it, true, and it's yes. something that that is fascinating because when you give a baby a bottle or when a baby breastfeeds. They stop and you can stick that bottle in their mouth as many times as you want. Yes. If they yes. are full, they will not eat anymore. Exactly. And, and, and then we train them. Yes, exactly. So what I'm doing through this program is first through this RTP session, we'll find what, what it is that happened in the past, an incident that created a belief that maybe uh, keeping the weight or eating more or uh, is, is helping them or protecting them for some reason. So we find that incident and the, the, the beliefs that were created and we change them, we, we reframe them. But then also I give them uh, a, a, the, the recording to reframe the, the old belief, but also I give them uh, more recordings to change their, the, the, the self-talk, the everyday talk. So for example, uh, I mean, I was having dinner with friends yesterday, girlfriend. So my dear, lovely uh, friend, she said, okay, after, after dinner, I, I really want to have my I mean. I, I can't. I mean, I have to have my sweet. I said, okay, why Why don't you change this sentence and say, after dinner, I enjoy a nice cool glass of water and that makes me so satisfied. And she said, but it's not true. I love my sweet. Yeah, but what I'm saying to you is change, even if you don't believe it consciously. If your subconscious mind listens to this enough times, it will, as we said, the subconscious make, makes your, uh, your um, actions. It will make your actions towards what it actually believes. So stop saying that. Change the conversation to change whatever you're saying. So I'm giving them different ways to start saying different stories, different sentences every day because their actions and their quantities of eating, everything will change once you're saying the correct description in your subconscious mind. And also a very important thing is changing the body image. Because if you have had this image in your subconscious mind for the last 20 years of being really, really overweight, if you don't change that image with a, with a special hypnosis method, if that image is stuck there like a, an imprint of the overweight, the, sub, the subconscious mind will guide you again to eat again, to reach that picture that has in that that the subconscious has in the mind of your body image. So that's also a very important thing to do. Now you were saying before that you find out what incident that could have happened in the young years, maybe as a child or maybe as a young adult. Do you have an example of such an incident that what, what could it be? Yeah. Okay, there's different there's different examples, but I um, one that comes into mind is uh, a lady whose mother was very, very, very sick, 
and, and died when she was uh, a young age. And she died from cancer and she was becoming thinner and thinner and thinner until she died. The image of becoming thin and sick and then dying is, is connected to the, yes, is giving yeah. the wrong uh, belief, the wrong um, meaning. Yeah. Or it could be also um, another incident, uh, also a nine-year-old, when she was nine-year-old, uh, she was just becoming you know, woman in shape. And one male teacher gave her a very dirty look and also touched her and in a way that she didn't like. And she was so shocked. And her subconscious mind made the belief that I will never look uh, good and sexy again because this is what I get when I look sexy and good. So even though at a, a later age, a, a older age, unconsciously, she wanted to look good and sexy, I mean, she could protect herself, this belief was imprinted in there and would not let so we had to change that the, the meaning of that incident, the, the, the belief that was made by the child's mind, which was trying to protect her. So it's very often out of uh, protection that we create a habit that then later on we cannot get rid of. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, our the subconscious mind is a fascinating place, and ninety five percent of everything we do all day is driven by the subconscious mind. Yeah. You know, uh, I can when I because I'm, I I do a similar thing to you, and sometimes people look at me. You know, first when I explain it, and it's like I'm talking about aliens, or but then it absolutely all makes sense. We are creatures of habit. We do everything habitual. And that's where this word mindfulness, you know, mindfulness is like a modern word, a hippie word. You know, it's like it's not mindfulness is a very, very important thing to use. What does mindfulness mean to you, Tatiana? Mindfulness to me, because, yeah, I had to, I was reading about it because it's, there's mindfulness and also meditation. Mindfulness is being aware of your thoughts, being aware of your thoughts and what these thoughts are creating in, in your uh, feelings and in your body. So when you catch a thought, when you're aware of your thoughts and you catch a thought that is not creating the good feelings, you can just stop it and change it. You know, it's this looping thoughts. And this is how anxiety uh, begins. And then this is how a panic attacks uh, begin. So it's not being able to stop the thoughts at the right moment and get rid of it or change it. And if you're staying stuck, stuck on that thought and then you follow it up, it becomes like a roller coaster of the thought after the other thought and the other thought and then becomes a panic or an anxiety. So yeah. mindfulness is being able to control your thoughts. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I always say that we have all these people rent, living rent-free in our head and they sit in a corner and when they come out, we even feed them. Because, uh, you know, instead of telling them to leave, because yeah. they're not doing us a favor by being in there at all. Do you believe that everybody can change? I believe a hundred percent. Everybody can change. And I believe that as human, human beings, we have so much power, so much power. And we are using just, a lot, I don't know, three or four percentage of our power. Well, maybe thank God that when you're not using 100% because, I mean, we've done so, so much bad, bad in the world that uh, with only using so much, so, so much, uh, so little power, 
But yeah, I believe that if you use the power to create good in the world and yeah, around you, uh, you should use more of the power that uh, that you have because we have a very, very, very huge power as as human beings. But we should use it for for the good to create. Mm-hmm good for uh, yourself and for, for the people around you yeah um, and you know the, when you when you use collective consciousness when people meditate together there are um, studies that show that when people meditate together they can elevate the energy of a place they, and I don't understand why we don't do it more often I believe that's my strong belief I believe that mindfulness these things should be taught in school children you can it's much easier to change children or you don't even have to change them because nothing has been stored in their subconscious minds yet it's much easier to 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 create mindful children than changing them later on right yes from the age of zero when they're born until the age of five (laughs) actually is when the, the conscious mind is not really there there's no filtering nothing nothing to protect them so everything everything goes in the subconscious mind so it could be a lot of good, but it could be also a lot of, of bad. And that's where we say that um, maybe some negative beliefs are created back then. So yeah, kindergarten age is such an important age to to fill their subconscious mind with um, anything that will do good for them when, when they grow up. Yeah. Yeah, because when you tell a child that she is he or she, well, that she a girl, that she is a princess, she believes that she is a princess. Mm-hmm. But when you tell a girl that she is stupid and useless and worthless, she believes that too. And I yeah. think the power of words as uh, to children, but later also to, uh, among adults is, is very, very important. And we, I don't think we put enough emphasis on it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, self-confidence, again, going back to, back to uh, infants, Let's say we start to to walk on our first we crawl and then we walk and then we make our first steps and we fall. Not no children say, Oh, I'm giving up, no self-confidence, I'm, I'm going to give up. No child gives up. Or when we start to have the the first spoonful of cream and then we mess it all up, we try again and again and again because we know we're going to do it. So self-confidence is within us. It's much later that we start that we start having uh, uh, hearing people what, what they're saying or maybe a teacher or, or maybe a parent saying oh you're useless whatever you do is you're useless oh forget about it you know so it's after that well, that we hear different things that we start to uh, lose our self-confidence so totally and exactly the same goes for racism because mm. no child refuses to play with a child of another color or of different yes. shapes of eyes until it is told who the other child is. And I think, um, yeah, it's a very, very precious, important thing to bring up children right. Yeah. So, Tatiana, we have already been talking for quite a long time. Time flies when you're having fun. We are going to wrap this up soon. Any last words? Any tips or also tell the people who are listening to this how can they find you how can they find me oh well my uh, my practice name is called take care of your thoughts what i do take, care of, your thoughts. It. <laughs> <laughs> take care of your thoughts and i'm on instagram like this and i'm on facebook and also a website with take care of your thoughts my last tip is 
take care of your thoughts. I mean, I really do, really do. Because most of the times when we're alone, when we're not reading anything, when we're not listening to something, when we're not, watch, not watching something, our mind starts to do different thoughts. So beware of your thoughts. What, what are you thinking? Is this, is this thought making any good feelings or bad feelings? If it's not good feelings, stop it. Stop that thought and change it. Reverse it. Yeah, we have to be aware of your, uh, uh, of your thoughts. We have to be aware of your thoughts. <laughs> Wonderful. We are going to put, I'm going to put the uh, website and the Instagram handle of Tatiana Shukuroglu in our show notes. So you can find her there. And um, I want to thank you for spending time with me and for being on most memorable journeys today. Thank you, Tatiana. Thank you so much, uh, Elizabeth, for having me here. It was an honor. Thank you so much. If you enjoy my podcast, please like, share and subscribe to my channel. You will find all the information in the show notes.